Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today, my guest and I will discuss YouTube and good food. Mm. (laughs) I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is a food and cultural influencer based in the great city of Dallas, Texas. (laughs) She has a huge following on all platforms, okay? So subscribe to her YouTube channel, follow her on TikTok, Follow her on Instagram at Tosh Point Fro. Welcome, my guest, Natasha. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. I'm very excited to have you. Okay, so if y'all don't know Tosh Point Fro, she is a, a foodie, basically. She eats out. We see her eat out on her social media. We see her cook her own food and do mukbangs, which I did not realize that you cooked your own food until I read your bio on your website. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I don't want to cook. And I always get weird men writing me in DMs talking about, we should cook together. No, sir, you should cook for me. Okay. And smile. Thank you. How do you... I cannot believe that you cook all of your own stuff and everything looks like it came from a restaurant. So tell me a little bit about how you started doing online mukbangs and online just like food stuff. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy story because I fell into this and that's why I really believe that like God leaves you, leads you where you need to be. Yeah. So I started doing um, hair videos and like, you know, natural hair thing. I'm at the end of the way where there's already really popular influencers and the market is already oversaturated. Yeah. And like, I would visibly shake even making videos. I mean, girl, it was a tragedy. Yeah, it was a tragedy. So um, a girlfriend of mine was like, why don't you try doing mukbang? And I was like, what is that? And she was like, just type in mukbang and then put in um, like a food that you like. And I found this guy, I remember his name was Jasper, I think his name was Jasper Davis. And he was sitting there eating some, some crab legs. And you know, honey, I love crab legs. What black so girls don't like, love crab legs? Thank you. Such a buffet, throwing down. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that looks weird, but I'm getting hungry. So I'll, I'll try it because it was going to help me get over like that little bit of stage fright. Yeah. Well, okay. So I started a separate channel and I just started doing it secretly and I would just put up videos and put up videos. And there was like this two week lapse that I didn't put up videos and I came back to my channel and I had 5,000 followers and I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep doing it. And this is a time where I was married. My husband was on a deployment because I was married to somebody in the Navy in San Diego. So I didn't have anything else to do to fill my time anyway, besides just go to work. So I was like, okay, let me actually continue to do this. And it just kept growing. And now, I mean, I really still can't believe that I have the job that I have. It's a blessing to be able to just eat. And and that's what people come to you for. Wow. And so on YouTube specifically, now you have over what? Like 330,000 subscribers, right? 382. 382. I just got to 382,000. And on TikTok, you have over a million. That happened like last week. I was crying. on the couch crying. That's crazy. And you know, on TikTok, one of the reasons I got on there is because I was like, oh, I heard it's easy to grow on here. Um, Not easy, easy if you have good content, right? Um, So yeah, congratulations on- Congrats to you. 
Cause honey, I see you on TikTok. Girl, it it it'd it be rough too. <laughs> I'm like, what? I need to grow my following to me. I'm like, you know what? I got out of the creative program because I was like, uh, this is stifling my growth. So, but now I'm starting to grow again. So I'm happy. Um, okay, cool. Well, okay, y'all know. Before we get into it, because me and Natasha know each other. Okay, we should let y'all know that Natasha and I have known each other since well, we met in middle school, right? We're not gonna say how old we've been. We are now, but it's been a while. We 20 something. <laughs> Mind your business. Early 20. They were, you know. <laughs> no, but yeah, we uh, we met in, in, in middle school and everything. But you went to a different high school at some point, right? I moved um, away from Dallas. My parents okay. moved us back to Nebraska. So I ended okay. up going to like an all girls Catholic school in Nebraska. Yeah. Girl, from college you- prep girl. Oh my gosh. I remember when Natasha said she was from Nebraska when I first met her. I was like, do they got black people in Nebraska? Everybody does that. And guess what? Kool-Aid was invented in Nebraska. So boom. But hold on. Kool-Aid was invented by white people, wasn't it? I just, we like Kool-Aid. Why you <laughs> Come on. Give me my thing. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Bud Crawford. He's a, he's a uh, titled boxer from Nebraska, Warren Buffett, but he white. Okay, you're right. I don't need to talk about Nebraska no more. Girl, okay. You and your family and and, and Bud's family was the only black family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, y'all know we always start the podcast off with the quote of the day. Um, and Natasha, you know this quote because you chose it, but it is, it was when I realized I needed to stop trying to become someone else and be myself that I actually started to own, accept, and love what I had by Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh my God. Uh, if you, I already know why you picked that quote. It's amazing. But tell me what this quote means to you. It really puts out there like the importance of just being who you are and embracing that. And especially like you remember middle school and high school, you feel so much pressure from everybody around you to be a certain way, to be this or be that. And if you don't have that self-confidence to be who you are, you're going to suffer until you get it. Yeah. And that's what I did for so much of my life. I suffered. I was, you know, I'm friends with people who aren't really my friends. I'm, I'm doing things that I don't even necessarily feel are true to me because, you know, like working a job I don't like because yeah. I don't have that confidence. So that quote, and I already love Tracy Ellis Ross. I'm sorry, one time for the big eye girls. Love her because I have big eyes too. And that was my representation growing up. Yeah. But that quote really stood out because it's just like, be who you are and find your tribe and, and people will love you for it. And that's literally what my life has become. And I, I just, this feeling, you, you, you get it because you're a creator too, but this feeling is just unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is. That resonated so much with me because if y'all can't already tell that Natasha is living and doing exactly what she wants to do, and there are so few people who have the opportunity. First of all, there's so few people who actually even know what it is that drives them or what they want to do or what they love doing. So many people don't even know what they love doing. At the beginning of quarantine, you know, being a comedian, not being able to go out, I said, Oh, who do I create content for? Because I can't create content for everybody. And at the end of the day, I create content for black women. I always say that I create content for black women. Black women aren't the only people who can enjoy my content. But when I think about who my audience is, it's black women, because that's that's who I want 
to relate to me the most out of everybody. So once I drilled in on that, then everything started going in the right direction. And it was just me being comfortable with who I am and what I represent. You know what I mean? So that that is an amazing quote. Like it, you need to have that sticky note in your uh, on your window right now. It's because we're not taught that, you know, we're taught to go to school and become workers and not really dive into what makes us happy, but how to serve others. There's very little spotlight put on the importance of serving yourself and then pouring into others based off of that. And like now I'm in this place where I can be so fulfilled that I can pour into others. But before, you know, those petty conversations or when you just being just, okay, there's my dog. (laughs) You just... (laughs) When you're having those conversations with um, people and you're not coming from like this place of love, that shows. It shows with how you carry yourself. It shows with the things that you say. So transitioning from this place of like, I'm not happy with my life to, oh my God, I'm building my dream life. That has really become my mission. And with my brand, that's what I really want to inspire other people to do. Yes, yes. And that's one thing you'll notice about um, Tasha's videos too. They're positive. I think that's another reason why people love to follow you is because you're always speaking positivity. So not only do they get to see that you cook this food yourself, they get to see you eat and how good it is and you talk about the flavors and everything. But they also hear a positive message every time they come to you, to come to your channel or come to your Instagram. I try. I, I try to do that because, number one, I know that the world needs more positivity. And I am just a naturally optimistic, positive person. Mm-hmm. But then the sad part is that people still think that they should try me. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, I, and I try to be as transparent. And I'm, and I'm glad we're even talking about this because I try to be transparent with people that, like, at the end of the day, I'm still human. Yeah. So like, please don't think that I'm just going to let you disrespect me or act however you want. And that's okay. And that's going to be accepted without me saying anything. Yeah. But like my heart and what I'm trying to encourage the world to be is, yeah, we got to look out for just the positive vibes because we got so many negative ones just being forced down our throat. Yeah. Don't, nobody should mistake positivity. And let me, and let me get something straight too. Girl, I could go in, but the thing about it is, just because I want, I, I am positive and I attract positivity. But when you come to me with your negative, low self-esteem, like hating, like ugly comments, I will go, I will go in on you and then I will block you. I love watching you go in on them. I, <laughs> I love it because it's hard because you, it's a balance. It really yeah. is a balance. You want to be kind and compassionate and don't get me wrong. Sometimes my heart is like, I, I know that based off of this content, I mean, comment, based off of this comment, you're unhappy with where you are in life. This yeah. has nothing to do with me. This yeah. all has to do with you. Baby, if you catch me on the wrong day, these hormones <laughs> is raging, I'm sorry. And I might come back and apologize to you afterwards, but if you caught me at the wrong moment, I'm human. And I really need you to understand that this little invisible window that you're behind that makes you feel safe. You're not safe behind that because you're carrying that negativity with you through life. And it's going to catch up just because I'm not the one that's going to be your karma doesn't mean it's not coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to apologize. Jasmine won't. I know you won't. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to a story the other day where you were, you was like, you came all the way over here with your 10,000 followers and commented on my stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, girl, if they real, you got 10,000 followers, but you over here worried about me. Engage with your audience. 
girl um okay well (laughs) we were talking about you know even with the quote with Tracy Ellis Ross we were talking about being yourself how did you start having the confidence to be yourself and by the way this is random questions y'all we just stepped into random questions now (laughs) but how did you start having the confidence to be yourself um it was through mukbang because I remember reading, a, I don't know if it's a fact or not, but I re- remember reading something where they were talking about how you can't, like your nervousness goes down while you're chewing. So like, since I'm eating, that's why they tell you like when you're about to give a speech or something to chew gum, because it helps you calm your nerves. I never so, heard that. Like when I'm eating, I'm at my leisure. I'm happy. I got this food in front of me. I'm just joking. It's, it's, it came naturally with the with me eating it was forced and phony when i was trying to do stuff that i wasn't comfortable with so it was beautiful because eating became this way for me to connect with other people and really show them like sides of me that i would be like maybe normally not necessarily feel comfortable sharing opinions like even with what i started doing it was really a self-love journey it was me learning how to love and accept myself and through that process, other people got to learn how to love me too. And once you find your tribe, you good. You know, it's when you feel alone, that's when the problems start. But when you find people who are who can relate to your stuff, who are at who are thankful for you sharing it because it gives them the confidence to share it, like that is fulfillment. And yes. I love that feeling. Yes. I mean, I used to open um for Phase on Love when the world was open regular and one thing that he taught me was like when you go on stage and when you get in front of a camera not everybody's gonna like f with you period like not everybody's gonna rock with you but the people who really rock with you those are your people so don't worry about everybody else when you find your tribe that's exactly what that is you're like you attracting your tribe you know exactly and see and the thing about it is everybody eats everybody likes food even if you think what i do is weird which Sometimes I even thought it was weird. <laughs> like, even if you think it's weird, you still might look at that plate and be like, oh, but that does look good. Okay. <laughs> yes. Just kind of, and you end up in this place where you can connect with people because everybody has to eat no matter what you look like, no matter where you're from. And there's so many flavors out there. You know, growing up in a black household, not everybody was getting all kinds of different flavor profiles and stuff. So it's really helped me even learn more about the world has helped me learn about different cultures. I try Indian food and mm-hmm. Korean food, burnt my mouth on some Korean hot sauce, but it's <laughs> like, it's the experience. And, and I love that. Oh, okay. Y'all we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear what Tosh is tired of eating, honey. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. If you have not already, I don't know what you're waiting on, go ahead and find Tosh Point Fro on YouTube, on TikTok, or Instagram. That's T-O-S-H-P-O-I-N-T-F-R-O. And follow her, okay? Because you want to see this good food that she's making and eating. Awesome. Well, my next random question is... What food are you tired of seeing or what are you tired of eating at this point? King crab that is not covered in hot Cheetos. 
If it's not covered in hot Cheetos, I don't want it. Okay, hold on, hold on. When you cover it in hot Cheetos, do you fry it? Air fry. Oh, you air fry it. All the fried food on my channel, unless it's like from somewhere else, is air fried. Unless I, um, and even a lot of it, for example, if I get fried chicken from like a Chinese restaurant and they do it in oil, you know, it's not going to be hot by the time you get home. So I'll put it in the air fryer and it'll still pull some of that oil off because I do try to be mindful of my health. Like this is a job, but my health is my number one priority. Yes. Okay. So it's air fried. Now, one thing I've never had fried crab in any way, but I would always imagine that if you fry it in any way, it's going to be tough. No, it's still tender. And that's such a large chunk of meat. Like, you know, it'd be size of a, a, a what are those things a dollar a silver yes dollar. like a, a silver dollar there we go so like with that there's so much and you're not cooking it through because the crab is already in a state where you, you can eat it it's just that you're um i'm putting the coating on it and i'm frying up the coating just to make it hot yeah. and that one takes like what six minutes and then yeah you're good wow but it's really spicy when you eat it with the hot cheetos on it right it depends. So I can make it spicy. So you don't even get the flavor from the actual hot Cheetos. That's where you're getting a lot of the, the color. Yeah, and people oh. love the color. That's really, the, I'm, I'm telling you all the tea, girl. <laughs> so it's the, um, let's see, that, that's why you got to season your flour. So I always go in, I have a recipe on my YouTube channel where I add cayenne or, you know, like some seasoning salt and everything. And that will depict how spicy it's actually going to be. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, I would be burning my mouth. People assume that I'm like killing myself eating super spicy stuff, but it's not very spicy. That is so interesting. You're going to make me try to make some, uh, I don't have an air fryer though. I need to get an air fryer. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to, shameless plug. I don't have any company endorsing me. That is the one item that, yeah, you know, we grown now. We we collecting appliances. Yes. I never regret having my air fryer. And there's like Facebook groups that you can get in that have people making like beignets and banana bread and roasts and sandwiches. People make everything in their air fryer. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would say if you are going to look for a next appliance, I get an air fryer. Think about when your fries get home from In-N-Out and they they soggy. You can make a crunchy again. That's, cr- I didn't know, I had never thought about putting food in there that's already cooked. I use it to reheat a lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, like baking, baking, I do in my conventional oven, but my air fryer, girl, if I want that crunch back, I got some hot, some um, onion rings from Sonic the other day. and you are blowing my mind because it's probably way better for you than the microwave. Oh, it is. It's going to be better for you. And then you're not, um. You're, you're still preserving the actual texture of the food. That was what's so important to me. Because when our food is crunchy, I want it to be crunchy. Right. But when you put it in the oven, I mean, yeah, if you put it in the oven, it might be crunchy. Yeah. If you put it in the microwave, it is not going to be crunchy. Right. Five minutes in the air fryer will reheat it and still leave that, t- that crunchy coating. Your face is hilarious. Yes, girl. I ain't got nowhere to put it. That's why we don't have no storage in this apartment. I don't have nowhere to put it. That's that's going to be the first thing I get when we get a house. But I'm like, my mind is blown. California, I, I know. Um, okay, so you talked about being health conscious. How often do you work out? Mm, I'm moving right now, and and this is like you know busy season for creators. So I've been slacking, but on an average week, I try to do like three to four times a week. 
Yeah. Um, I wake up really early, like usually around five. Girl. (laughs) I'll be in the gym for like two to three hours. And it's not even, okay, let me just backstory. When I lived here, when I was younger, I really started getting into fitness. And I realized, number one, that was when I realized how much control I had over like my body and and myself. And it also really made me realize um, how much stress is depressed, like suppressed from me working out. And so at this point, it's actually just a part of my lifestyle. It's how I manage my stress. It's how I deal with just with life. Because if I don't do it, I can actually feel a difference in how I'm behaving and how my stress levels are. So I have to go work out every so often. And I sometimes have to treat it as a reward now because I'm so used to being able to do it. But I have so many other things going on. It's hard to keep up with. No, that's a real thing. And, you know, to be 100 percent honest, like I haven't been working out as much during quarantine and since March as I would normally because I would do yoga three or four times a week. And now you working out like on your stories. Yeah. Like and now I do it never. Uh, and now I don't feel, I really do not feel that great about my physical appearance, even though people are like, oh girl, you did. I don't care. I don't feel great about my physical appearance. And I've said, that is said this week that I'm going to get back into it. So I've been working out like every day, but, and I'm going to work out after this, but girl. There's, I don't know if you looked at my story within the last 24 hours, but I put up a TikTok of this man showing his body before quarantine and then after quarantine. Girl, it is the funniest TikTok of my life. I'm going to look at it. Yes, it's hilarious. It's rough. It's rough out here. It is. And and I don't get me wrong. I had that time. I had, you know, with COVID, I went through watching uh, what Chloe Ting and doing stuff in my house and because the gyms are closed. I'm lucky I live in an, an apartment that does have a gym that's very adequate and they, they have everything in there. I walk in there with my little alcohol wipes and clean everything. But I'm going at five in the morning because that's when no one's in there. Yeah. It's helpful. Our gym's been closed this whole time. We have a gym in our building. We're in California, baby. Texas is open. No oh one. No, be, be thankful because I live in Uptown and I, you know, without COVID, I was like, oh, you know, it'd be great. I can meet people. I can go out and socialize uh, with COVID. It's like, why are y'all not home? Right. Get out of my neighborhood. I have to walk my dog. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I'm actually moving to a more suburban area for the next year. And yeah. we'll see how it is after this year, but I got to get out of here because yeah. it's just too much. It's too much. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, My, my next random question is what city to you that you've been in has the best food? I'm biased, but I, I think I would still say San Diego, but I lived there for so long that I got to have all of the different kinds of food. Mm-hmm. But San Diego was where I realized like, because you know, California has so many different people from all over the world. Yeah. That you're getting quality Indian food. You're getting quality like um, Korean or, or Mexican food and so that was when I started really getting into different flavor profiles yeah and then you start dabbling you know California they trying to fuse everything together so I got this Asian Asian soul food fusion yes (laughs) so yeah I would say San Diego really really showed me some things 
Um, but I've also gone to very good places. Like um, I was in DC and had some really good places. I've gone to Miami. That was the first time I tried oysters. Oh my God. Um, they're so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I still, San Diego hands down. There's some great food there. Unfortunately, a lot of restaurants are suffering in yes. San Diego right now, a lot. Yes, you can you can drive over LA and see places closing down. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, California has some really awesome food. For me, it's San Francisco. San Francisco has the best food. Never been. Oh, I wanted girl. to go so bad. When you lived up there, I was always watching your stories like, oh, but it's so expensive. It's expensive to live there. You should go visit and just eat. I'm, I'm down. You got a list of recommendations for me? I sure do. Okay. okay I'll send down. it to you. <laughs> Listen, when we can travel again. Yes. Uh, Okay, well, my last random question um, is, how do you deal with negative and or weird comments online? Depends on my mood. (laughs) (laughs) So I started doing this thing on my stories. You've seen it, the um, Tell Me a Secret game. Yeah. So I get people to, like, people will anonymously submit their secrets and they will, and I'll respond to them. Mm-hmm. Well, the other day, the one that got really popular was this guy who was like, I want to just cook for you and kiss your juicy lips. I was like, sir, I do not want that. I, don't, <laughs> I do not want that. And I don't know why y'all think that that's flattering. I was, so like in that situation, it was more sassy, but it's just like, sir, stop. Like, this isn't even the place for that. And I get like that, especially in regards to like men making those sexually advanced advances I don't post that kind of content. Yeah. You barely get full body photos of me. Right. I'm, I'm always covered up. Yeah. I, I don't ever post anything sexual. So imagine the girls who do post content that are that is a little bit more provocative. I can't yep. even imagine what DMs look like. Right. So sometimes I ignore it. Um, sometimes you'll catch me on the wrong day and I will say something sassy right back to you. But a lot of the time I try to, what I've learned and what I try to do, shout out to Gary V, is I'll try to make it, like turn it on them and make them realize why they came here to say that comment. So like, kind of like how you do, but I might be a little bit nicer than you. I'll just okay. be like, so like, what are you going through? Like, what's wrong, honey? Like, what's wrong? Like, really, do you need a hug? Like, what's, what's, what's going on in your life that made you feel so comfortable saying that to me? And I've literally, I kid you not, I've had people come back to me and say, I'm so sorry. I was having a really bad day. And I just, yeah, they will. They'll come back and they'll apologize to you. And, and I feel I'll like, come out on that too. I'll be like, oh, you must be having a bad day. Now, I feel like if men, if men say he wanted to kiss your juicy lips and you say, what's going on in your life that made you, you know, no, make no, that. But hold on, if he did, if he came back and apologized, he lying, he lying, he not taking it. I, I, I don't believe him at that point. I'm sorry, I had a bad day, so I was just saw your juicy. These are the comments. The, the men who make sexual advances, they getting either ignored or me saying, sir, ill. Oh. So I'm talking about the little kids who are like, she's ugly. Oh, or okay. why does she chew like that? Or, you know, those little petty comments when I just want to be like, what's wrong? Yeah. Like, why are you, are you having a bad day? Yeah. Like, go do something. Because exactly. that's how I've always dealt with negativity. Like, 
I try my best not to say really harsh things because I know what it does to me. It, yeah. it brings my vibration down and it makes me feel guilty. I have a conscience and I be feeling so guilty for talking stuff and I don't want to feel guilty. So every once in a while, something will slide for sure. But for the most part, it's usually just me turning it around on you and making you look at yourself and ask yourself, well, why did I? And if I can get you there, I do still feel like I kind of won because it's like, you need to be conscious. We're not taught that. We're not taught to be conscious of how we treat people as a reflection of what we think of ourselves. Yeah. And it really says a lot about you when you going out of your way to go over to somebody else's content to say something negative. Right. And if you get more popular, this is, and this is the lesson because of my platform and like how my level of popularity, I get more backlash for acting like that. So I know how it feels now if I was to go to some Real Housewives something and, and go, you so wrong for saying that. I know how that feels because I've had people do it to me. And yeah. I know that it does get seen, but I think like your followers don't, they say it, but they don't say it thinking that you're actually going to see it and respond. So yeah. then when you do see it and respond, they'll run and hide and they little, oh no, why are you being so mean to me? No, you came over here with that energy. Don't be mad that I'm reciprocating. <laughs> no, that's yeah. just not how it goes. You have to be responsible for your actions. Yeah, yeah. That's not right. I, you know, with your content, I think, you know, it's much easier because it's just easy to be nice. As a comedian, people applaud me when I'm rude. People be like, yes, girl, go in. <laughs> I applaud you when you're rude, okay? I'm still human. I be, get him, Jasmine. She shouldn't have came over here. Exactly. No, that's just how it is. And, and that is the fun thing of, I think about comedy and that's why I can enjoy comedians' content so much because y'all are saying the things that we can't say. Exactly. Y'all are saying how we feel that we, and, and now that like, TikTok is really, comedy is taking a whole nother turn because of TikTok. And I'm so happy that you're on that platform for that reason alone, because y'all yeah. are able to give us little clips of just the realest feelings yeah. that we can't say because we're trying to, you know, move through society and not yeah. be... Mm. Yeah. And also trying to be positive. Like I try to be as positive as I can. And even in my shady comments, I think I'm still not going in um, the way I could be, because sometimes I click on people's, you know, um, my com or one of my videos was posted on the shade room. And I had so many people come to my page to tell me, oh, you're a clown, all kinds of stuff all types of stuff. And I could click on your page and see your child and say, oh, your child, look at your, ch I know you ain't your baby daddy a clown. I could tell cause you guys made a clown baby. I could say that, but you know, I'm, I don't go there with you, even though I could, I just say, girl, you came all the way over here. No, because you, I, I noticed the balance that you hold because you don't get personal. Yeah. You never personally insult them. Yeah. But you do let them know that you tried it and you should try again somewhere yes, else. Yes, exactly. Place. But no, you, you're you still respectful. I try but, to be. Girl, I, I, I look at these people. Sometimes that's, listen, sometimes that's my saving grace. Like you might <laughs> think that I'm being nice, but really I'm judging your profile and I'm looking at how roguish you look at <laughs> And I'm just like, well, you know what? I'm not going to go in on you because I already see what you over there doing. And I'm just going to focus on myself. Okay. Oh my goodness. Y'all, this, con 
This is getting really good. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a popular YouTube couple, some of our favorite girls, and uh, being a black mukbanger. I think I'm saying mukbang wrong, but we're going to get it together when we come back. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. If y'all haven't already, go ahead and follow Tosh Point Fro on all of the platforms. We are stepping into trending topics, okay? Um, okay, now Tosh. A popular YouTube couple, Dara and Ken, were trending because we uh, saw Ken in the parking lot touching another woman's booty, honey. (laughs) Everybody loves Dara and Ken on all social media, YouTube and everything. And this made me think about, you know, my own relationship and even you having an even larger platform. Would you ever take a relationship public with such a large, large platform? You know, I actually had to make that decision because I was in a relationship when this started mm-hmm. and I learned a lot when that happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned a lot and um, it has its upsides. It has its downsides. At this point, I will not unless I have a ring. So if you are my fiance, then yes. I am okay with introducing you to the world as my fiance, because that means you have intentions for me. However, any dating situation, no, no one will ever know, ever. I actually am very private about my dating life regardless. And I don't like those loose lips. Like it doesn't need to be, you know what I mean? And not like in a secretive way of, oh, I'm hiding you. I'm not hiding you, but as far as this goes, my brand, my company, you're not in that but yeah baby we can walk down the street and hold hands exactly that's your brand exactly and and it's mine and that's really especially like you know you you purposely talk to black women it's so important for us as black women to have something that is just ours Mm. and invest time into something that is just ours think about like how much better is your marriage because you have what you're doing he has what he's doing and y'all come together and y'all are still powering each other on so like, this is mine. And if you think you're going to come over here and get boosted off of my, my content and my hard work, no, absolutely not, sir. And not that that's men's intentions or anything. It's just, I don't want the public in that aspect of my life until I know that it's going to be permanent. Yes, yes. And even then, as I'm starting to grow as a creator, as a comedian, I've decided... I'm never going to show my husband online again. And you might get a glimpse of him maybe on my Instagram story, but you're never going to see him ever again on my social media. And it's because, number one, my page ain't about that. Uh (laughs) My page is about me creating my content. Number two, this is my brand. You know, he is separate. He's my husband. This is business. You know, this is work. You don't go to work with him. Period. You don't go to work with him. Period. You know, one question I have is, you know, we see this on the Real Housewives a lot, is that when 
people get on reality TV and, and I think it's when one person has a lot of fame or not fame, but, you know, has a lot of popularity, too. It sometimes can put a strain on relationships. Would you say that your popularity is maybe one of the reasons that put a strain on your own relationship in the past or even past even more recent relationships that you've had, do you think that maybe they didn't necessarily work because of your popularity online? No, I actually would not say that. Um, okay. I, the, the guy that I was dating when I grew my platform, he was actually very supportive of me growing my platform. I wasn't in the mental space to be able to navigate that and him. Yeah. Um, just because like that, that's a, another conversation in its own. Yes. But, when like, for example, um, we traveled a lot together and he was always there to make sure that like, if somebody recognized me, he was supportive of them recognizing me in the airport. He would film it or he would take pictures. He was very supportive in that aspect. Okay, great. And then in, in recent relationships, there haven't been relationships. I have um, dated a little bit since the pandemic started. It's just... <laughs> girl because they glorify you and that, that's what I've come across I've come across men that like kind of like they they want to idolize it and they're like ooh, and those ones kind of scare me because like I'm just a normal person and I don't yeah. feel any different than I did when I had one follower so please don't treat me any different yes but then you have the other extreme of people who don't even care like when I had a, there was a guy that he's like, oh, you know, I like you. He wants, he wants to date. But I told him I hit a million and he was like, oh, oh, okay. No, that's his we low self-esteem. That's, that's his low self-esteem. I don't know what it is, but it's not in my life anymore. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, oh yeah, girl. Yeah. So it's, it's a range. I think, um, and I've been, I have a mentor who is, she is everything to me. She has really helped me with just building my confidence and being comfortable with myself and being comfortable alone. Cause that was something that I really had to learn. Mm. And what I've learned from just those experiences is that right now is my time to invest in me until the right one comes. Everything that I do needs to be for me and my audience. And mm. then the next one, you know, when the right one comes, I'll know because he'll see what I'm doing and he knows that he either has to add to that or keep it pushing. So I'm what, right? <laughs> so it's like, that's where I am now. But it's interesting. I was literally having this conversation with my mentor last night. Um, that realizing that you're everything, realizing that everything you need is already inside you. Period. Everything else, you're, it's like you might be looking for that, but you don't need it. Mm. And when you realize that, it's such a beautiful feeling. And I'm in that transition right now where I have people that I have lost that I miss and I'm praying for them and I hope that they're doing well, but I know that they cannot be in my life anymore because yes. we have outgrown each other and the lessons that I was supposed to learn, I've learned them and now I got to keep it pushing. Now, Mr. One Million, thank you, sir. You taught me that um, I should not be trying to pour into you because you're not pouring into me. So we keep it yes. in pushing. Yes. It's a good lesson. If y'all ain't hearing the gems that's being dropped right now, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um. So for the next trending topic, you, and you know what? Let me backtrack. I shouldn't even have to comment on nothing she just said. Because if y'all didn't pick up those gems... <laughs> 
those are the hard lessons. But see, that's what I really try to do on my platform. I talk to my audience like I'm talking to you. Like we just sitting here having a conversation and I'm telling them about my life experiences and stuff because it sucks and it's hard, but I learned it and I had to learn it the hard way. So you can learn it the hard way too if you want to, but let me just tell you real quick that even if you don't know how to get there, this is still where you want to be. You want to be in the self-fulfilled, I don't need anybody, but if somebody good comes along, then hey, I'm going to love them just like they need to be loved. But yes. it gets tricky and we're just trying to make it. We're just trying to make it. But you know, those tools, you know, we are making it. And those tools, you know, are, are so valuable. And a lot of people don't learn those until much later. Even though, you know, at our age at our young age you know it's still to me late to learn these tools because one day when I have kids I'm gonna teach them teach them this you know so they know this when they're 10 or 11 so imagine being able to have those tools that young yeah exactly and and those you can recognize those people those people who when we were really young already had that level of self-confidence and didn't need that fulfillment from other people you can see who they are now and they're always very successful yes they learned early to not care about what this person thinks because in three years we ain't even gonna be in the same school exactly it's it's interesting especially when you look because because girl you look back at some of the friendships that you used to have and you run into i ran into so many people from middle school living in uptown Girl, yes. I've seen so many people that we that we knew. And I'm sure it's just you have. Like, oh my gosh! Like I can't believe that you're here, and not even in like a, what are you doing? What am I doing? What? It's just like wow. I remember where I was the last time I saw you. Yes. I was just a little scrawny little girl in middle school walking to to third period, and now we're grown and we've done so many things in our lives, and like wow. The growth is real. Yes. And you know, one other thing that I want to say that is so true that I've learned and that I continue to learn is you don't see yourself the way that other people see you. Because I was, me and Natasha in school were very skinny. We're both were very skinny, but she was much taller than me. But I remember looking at her and be like, wow, she's so beautiful. Her hair is so long. Her skin is, never would have thought it, never would have thought it. Like, I was like, oh, she's so beautiful. She's thin. She could be a model. Her hair's like her hair was so long. Her skin was so clear, everything. And I just didn't, I didn't feel that good about myself. I'm like, oh, I'm not as tall as her. I I wanted to be tall. The women in my family were tall, are, are tall. And just all of these things. But it's just a reminder that other people see you or give you so much more grace than you give yourself as well. Yeah, because I can say the exact same thing about you. Like, I always thought you were so pretty. And I always thought that you were always very understanding and kind. I remember listening to a conversation. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. I overheard a conversation that you had with somebody. We were, remember when we would get to school early and we would have to line up in the gym and we would just sit in line? Yeah, yeah. And you were behind me. And somebody said something smart about like, like somebody that was sitting around us. Yeah. And you were like, well, maybe this, this, or this. And you were just being like a, a compassionate person. And I remember, like, those moments stand out. You don't forget people's, like, the energy that people leave you with. Yeah. And, like, no, same, girl, same. Because I was just like, oh, Jasmine's always so nice. And she's always smiling. Like, you were always kind. Always kind. Wow. Well, around me. I don't know who you were talking to. <laughs> <laughs> you were nice around me, girl. That was all I was worried about. 
I think I was. I think I was pretty nice. You know, um, in, in, out loud in my head, I might have been shady. <laughs> hey, that's okay. We all a little shady in our head. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, my next random question is: uh, I wanted to call out some girls. So, Janae Aiko, Kalani, Tayana Taylor, and Summer Walker were. Um, on the cover of, um, I forgot one of these magazines, honey, but they were talking about R&B renaissance and they were being honest about their lyrics and um, they were talking about industry roadblocks as black women. So I love all of these girls. I wanted to know if there's anyone that you feel like should have been added to this quad that you listen to or maybe like a young black woman you know, that wasn't included, but you feel like you really relate to their music and they're kind of a new artist. Um, and okay, so the one that came, cause I was about to look at my iTunes, but I'm not about to go through all that. The <laughs> one that comes to mind first, um, I don't know if you've heard her, she lives in San, she lives in LA now, but she actually uh, was based out of Dallas. Her name is Cash Page. You I've never heard of her. So I, um, a year ago, when I moved here, I was very sad when I moved here. Um, I was going through a lot of things and a lot of emotional growth. Yeah. And she has um, this album out. And one of the songs is called A Break From Dallas. And she says, I just need a break from Dallas. And that was how I felt about San Diego. I needed a break from San Diego. I needed to be away from that city. And that really resonated with me. And I remember sitting on the counter in my bathroom and I was just like crying listening to her. So I DM'd her. That's a good thing about when you do kind of get a little bit of a following. Sometimes people will see you. Yes. And I was like, girl, your album is so good. And I'm listening to it right now. I've just moved to Dallas. And like, this is beautiful. And she DM'd me back. And she was like, your food be looking good. <laughs> like, I kid you not. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not talking like every day or anything. That yeah. girl is popular. But um, she has... She actually DM'd me the other day and she was like, hey, I hope you're doing well. She's just a very sweet young lady. She's authentically herself. And like she'll tell you, she wants to be the female future. She is <laughs> girl. But just being around her energy is beautiful because she, I feel like she has such an old soul. Yeah. And I know that I would put her definitely in that running. Um, she's done songs with Six Lack. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she did a black. Remix. Is it black? Yeah, black. I never know. <laughs> and I, know. I think he corrected me in a song and I still forgot. Six <laughs> <laughs> Black or Black, whatever. Um, she did a remix with him. And I actually had the pleasure of doing a mukbang with her before she moved to LA. So there is a mukbang of she. It's not even a popular one. You know, people like the Hachito King Crab. But we were eating some spicy fish from uh, this African restaurant called Aggie's in Dallas. And yeah, she's she's a, she's going somewhere. She told me wow. she met Beyonce. I was like, Beyonce? Okay, Beyonce. Beyonce, girl, you going places. And her name is Cash Page. Mm-hmm. I think I'm it's gonna... uh, it's Cash with a K. K-A-S-H-P-A-I-G-E. She's a very sweet girl and her voice is beautiful. I'm she has her look own. her up. She could, she could, she could drake it a little bit because she's, she's singing, but I don't know. It's just the way that she makes her music is, is really beautiful. 
I'm about to listen to her on my run, girl, right now. You've heard her before. You just don't know that you've heard her. I yeah. promise you've heard her. I'd be listening to the same stuff over and over. You'd be surprised. I'd be listening to Brandy every day. I'd be listening to uh, her. Yeah. Beyonce. Oh, oh good. Oh, her is yeah. um, like her, her new song, Damage. I saw her at Coachella. Girl. Girl. I saw her at Coachella and it was just like, you could tell she was a new artist because her team wasn't as polished as they should have been. I think she was yeah. a little late. It was, but it wasn't for her. It wasn't her fault. It was yeah. like, they were trying to get things organized. But when I tell you that that girl gave a performance that I don't care about your team, girl, give, give the girl a mic. We don't need anything else. Yes. Amazing. Girl, I saw her in, at the Rose Bowl. She opened up for Lauren Hill. She was better than, oh. She was better than Lauren. Sorry. She was better than Lauren. Hate to break it to you girls. On time. <laughs> she was. <laughs> she was. She was on time. Lauren was a little late, but she yeah. was not as late as she usually she, she as she usually is. Okay, so my last topic for you on the trending topics, my last really sort of question is: do you face challenges as a black muckbanger? <laughs> Or is it an advantage to you um, being a woman of color in this space? And is it, how do you say it? Mukbang. 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 Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So, you know, is it, a, is it more of a challenge or more, more of an advantage? I think that in society, being white has its advantages. Like, there's no going around it. I've seen women who eat and they're white and they just blow up and you know and and i don't i don't know why it is whatever i don't try to focus on what other people are doing yeah. however um i wouldn't say it's necessarily an an, an advantage or a disadvantage mm -hmm. really it's just like i said kind of finding your tribe so people can relate to me and you might not necessarily get like most of my following is young black women yeah. or young black children yeah. and when I um how can I say this when I'm making my content like you said I'm making my content for them I want to be relatable to them but I also want to teach them the lessons that I had a hard time learning yeah but the community itself definitely so so I had an advantage let me just be very clear just like you know Raven Elise and all these other influencers they had advantages they got into the game on YouTube at the right time because yeah. that's what, a lot has to do with your timing yeah. the niche that you're in and the level of dedication that you're going to put into your content mm -hmm. I got into mukbang before mukbang really took off especially before it took off in the black community yeah so it was Be love who was another huge mukbanger but she was the only black one that I knew of yes and it was really just timing um so I wouldn't say that it's an advantage or a disadvantage it's just the situation that I'm in mm -hmm. because as a black mukbanger now if you don't come out with something that's unique or that's going to be like eye-catching it's not going to matter you're yeah. you're going to struggle a little bit harder to get your following up but there are people like um the baddie twins who are these two Jamaican twins who are just they just talk mess and eat their food and like it, it's just fun and it's comedy they'll dress up it's fun yeah they blew up quick yeah like there's another come um there's a family called the um well beast mode is the husband and then there's queen beast she's the wife 
he um, stopped doing mukbang, but he immediately blew up just because he was making like really cheesy food, really good looking food. Yeah. And then he had some health issues. So he stopped doing as much mukbang and started, and his wife started doing more mukbang with their kids. Yeah. So they are, I mean, great thing. I got a following. They're millions strong. Yeah. But I've been able to, and I don't know if it's because of, you know, me being nice or, or how I look or whatever, but I have been blessed to be very marketable. Yeah. So I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of companies that, see that and allow me to grow my platform on different like in, in different areas because yeah. even with um what I've noticed is that I'm very lucky to have such a strong following on the platforms that I do because not everybody does um yeah. TikTok I don't know this I'm not trying to sound cocky y'all but I don't know any mukbangers that have a bigger following than me on TikTok yeah but if there are some hey let's be friends um yeah. Instagram I still have a solid following on Instagram and I still have a solid following on YouTube and that in itself is not something that you necessarily see consistently unless it is somebody huge like we love yeah and you know and when I think about success and hardship I think of at you know at this level I think about like brand partnerships you know um and stuff like that I know for me in particular it's more difficult to get brand partnerships because I'm controversial you know <laughs> I'm controversial so but that's one risk that I'm willing to take to be myself you know um and sometimes you know sticking with your sticking with being yourself like we talked back to Tracy Ellis Ross's quote um it doesn't it doesn't pay off right away but it does the longevity is much easier because you're yourself the whole time you yeah, know exactly and you're going to get those the, what i've learned is that you're going to get those brand deals that want you to just perform you're going to get people that just want you to do it and you have to make the conscious decision am i going to be a person that just does this for the money or am i going to be a person that dedicates what i do to a larger purpose and takes the right things yes and I have always done my best to make sure that I'm taking only deals and working with companies that are companies that have foundations that I can believe in. And if they not, then yeah, they get ignored. There's, there's been, <laughs> and, and I'm not even quiet about it. I will talk about the companies because I see that they don't value us or that they don't. And, and I'll get in those comments and say, well, don't like, I won't say, Oh, don't work with them. They don't, but I will say, uh, yeah, they offered me that and I didn't want it because they didn't want to pay me properly. And yeah. they're just distributing their product in the masses and trying to paint it like, oh, well, we just want you to do this. Just, just is advertising. Yes. Just to be paid. And I'm, as black people, we have to start dem demanding more because you see people like that chick, Charlie Demolly, uh, D'Amelio, I think her name is. She just hit a hundred million people on tiktok she's the number one tiktoker in the world yeah she's getting paid probably over sixty thousand dollars for one 30 second video yeah no i'm not, not gonna compromise what i want and who i am for this money but at the same time i'm also not gonna just take whatever is thrown out at me yeah does that make sense like a hundred percent people are handing to me but I, at the same time like I see what y'all are doing for these other influencers. Yeah. Not of color. And we're yes. not going to act like because they're not of color, you know, Black Lives Matter revamped and now everybody's feed is a little bit more diverse. But if you go back about six months, or it's been six months, if you go back a year, yes. you're seeing the same pale faces over and over and over again. 100%. It's like, 
y'all aren't doing it, then I don't want to work with you. And I'm not going to be your token. Listen, I say this all the time to my husband. I'm like, I'm not a teenager. This is my business. This is my brand. This is what I've decided to do with my life. You're not about to pay me $100 to to uh, get on here and do nothing. I'm sorry. You're not. Because I'm not a teenager. You can, might be able to book a teenager for that in high school making cute, funny videos. But no, this is my brand. You're not going to be able to do it for me. I'm sorry, babe. Oh, no. I've, and, and that's the thing that, if, if honey, especially influencers, if y'all are listening, please get your money especially right now because it is the holiday season i have gone i have worked with brands who initially offered me like a thousand dollars and i've negotiated negotiated it up to like seven or eight yep so like don't ever take that first offer you have to be willing to lose and it does suck because sometimes honey i will send that risky email saying well how about this no and i don't think i like not even truly believing in my heart that they were going to give me that amount of money yeah I'll send it and I'll leave. But then 10, 20 minutes later, if they don't match what I want, they'll come just a little bit under it. Yeah. So it's worth it. It's so worth it. It's it's also rare that you lose. They're going to come back and negotiate with you. Because they want you. Period. Mm-hmm. Lessons. Message. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Message. All right, y'all. Well, we are stepping into the Keep It Real corner right now. Y'all know at the end of every episode, we give advice in what I like to call the Keep It Real corner. This one is actually really from you, uh, from not from YouTube, but from TikTok. From TikTok, um, somebody asked me this. They said, I want to start a YouTube channel and I don't know where to start. What advice do you have for me? Um, what one piece of advice do you have for them? One. <laughs> okay. My best piece of advice is to start where you are with what you have. Um, so many people want to create these videos like the same quality as people who have been doing it for years. And mm-hmm. that's not realistic. Realistically, you should start with your phone. You should get a tripod. You should start, you know, write out your concept and just do it. Don't yep. think about it because if you overthink it, you're not going to do it or you're going to, it's going to go a lot slower. But the best thing you can do is just decide what you're going to do, use what you have and go for it. Yeah. And after that, the lessons that you learn from starting at the bottom are going to save you down the road. There have been times where my camera wasn't working. There have been times where my mic wasn't working, but guess what? Since I used to use this other mic, I'm just going to use that real quick. Yeah. Since I used to use my phone, I'll just use that. It's not going to stop. My food is getting cold. I got to hurry up. Yes. Like, that kind of thing happens to you, but the lessons that you're going to learn from the, the hard days are worth like everything that you get at the end. But yep. people don't typically want to do that. They want it to look perfect. They want their lighting to be gray. And that's just not realistic. You have to start at the bottom and practice and get better. Because if you go look at my first videos, girl, they was bad. <laughs> but people still watch them. Yeah, but you know what? What the quality just like a TV show. When you go back to episode 1 of any TV show, it looks trash. And then the quality is supposed to get better. That's the way that it's supposed to work. Yeah. People so. want the hard days. I had one young lady, she wrote me and she wrote a comment. She was like, "Will you be my mentor? I would just I would love. I just need help on how to start." Baby, if you can't start on your own, 
I don't know what to tell you, baby. I'm sorry. I, I'm here to help everybody get to the next level. But what we do, how I learned how to make YouTube videos, I YouTube how to make YouTube videos. That's yes. what I did. I, yes. I researched it and I watched people, I watched videos from people teaching me how. So it's like that level of um, commitment that you get and acknowledge from when you do it on your own, that is what's going to be your saving grace because I'm not always going to be there to motivate you. So if you can't yeah. start on your own, baby, you might want to pick something else. This ain't, this ain't it for you. This it's not period. It's not girl. And it, and burnout is real. I don't know if you've ever gone through burnout, Yeah. but I've gone through burnout where I'm just like, I ain't making nothing. Yep, yep. <laughs> I want to eat by myself in private in my drawers. Like, that <laughs> is real. And if you are doing it for the wrong reasons, a lot of people want to, oh, I'm going to do mukbang. All I got to do is eat and then I can get rich. It's not that easy. There's a lot of, you can't see all this camera equipment and all this stuff set up, but like, there's a lot of back-end work. Editing yeah. is terrible. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. We're coming to the end of the episode. Uh, Natasha, I really want to know, what do you have coming up? What can you tell us about what you're working on? We want to keep up with you. So I have some things that I'm working on, but I'm not really ready to talk about all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I am working on some merch. So I like to have merchandise. Um, actually, I had a company reach out to me yesterday. So we're going to start discussing different things that I can put out for people to purchase, like merchandise-wise. Um, I have a lot of, it's the holiday season. So thank you, God. I'm getting brand deals. <laughs> brand yeah. deals I actually want. So um, I've been working on some stuff with uh, Kroger. I can say it because, yeah. I'm posting today. So I've had a couple of deals with Kroger that I'm about to um, start promoting for the holiday season. And isn't there another one? Oh, and I have uh, something coming up with uh, Hidden Valley Ranch. That I'm really Ooh, about. Yeah. And we love ranch. Amen, girl. We love <laughs> ranch. Ranch on everything. So I'm, um, I'm excited. But I really enjoyed this. And if I ever am in, if you get an air fryer, because I can't take one on a plane now. <laughs> If you get an air fryer, girl, we can do a mukbang. I'll come to LA, make you some hot Cheeto King crab. Girl, listen, as soon as we get a house and I get my air fryer, you will be one of the very first guests I have over. Thank you. I'll bring wine. Wait, you oh, drink wine? Yes, I do. Okay, I'll, drink, I'll bring some wine. And we can do a mukbang. I would love to. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, girl. Oh my gosh. This has been great. Okay, y'all, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the platform you're listening on right now. And if you loved Colored Couch Conversations, make sure to tell someone about the show, okay? Do not be selfish. You can follow us on Instagram at Colored Couch Conversations, and you can watch the show on my YouTube channel. That's Comedian Jasmine W on YouTube, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N, thanks to my dad. And thanks to Tosh Point Fro for being on the show. That rhymes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.